0: guests today are Vanessa Serrano, author, entrepreneur, and founder of Nes Certú, a platform that offers techniques and practices for wellness, and Yvette Rose, author, life coach, and trauma release practitioner. Vanessa and Yvette, welcome to Eva Talks.
1: Hi, Eva. It's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you you. also for having me. Thank you for
2: having both of us. It's wonderful to be
0: fun. It's great, and I think that we're going to talk about something that's very important, because everybody talks about inner peace, and uh, you know finding yourself but there's a word that I think is key in all of this it's healing.
2: it's healing so
0: let's talk about healing what is it for you and and how important it is
2: for me healing I had to come to terms that healing can be easy firstly because we avoid healing because we think it's going to be hard we think it's going to be painful because then we have to feel what we don't want to feel and so for me and, and it's something that I, that I strive into not to have to relive the trauma, but then how do you tap into that? And then, so for me, healing is about learning to understand the language of the body because it doesn't speak English. So it, the only way that it can communicate to you is through an ailment, through you know, disease, through, through pain. Because pain is a call to action. Right. And so for me, healing is to learn to listen when there's a pain point because there's a message. And then listen what the message is and then take action. Vanessa, for you... Yes,
1: for me, healing has to, be with, uh, has to do with the spirituality. Sometimes we think that spirituality is religion. It's not religion. It's, the, it's a way to know yourself, observe yourself, so you can really uh, know what's going on inside you. When you observe nature, you have the best responses. Nature is always perfect. The cycles are perfect. And it functions exactly. And that's how our organism is supposed to function. But our mind disturbs this perfection inside us. And so only through spirituality, you can really observe your mind and know how you're thinking that is causing bad emotions and sickness. So uh, that's why I, I, I always write a message every day to, to people to, to get to, to, to start observing the mind because everything comes from the mind. And for me, that's a way of healing.
0: You have said, Vanessa, that the body gets sick so that the soul speaks. Yes, that's very powerful.
1: That's very, very strong and powerful. And uh, because I've always like imagined like an, an analogy that we have this spiritual self inside us that it is our soul. And mm. I always have been imagined that it's like knocking inside of us, and it's all the time trying to to, to be listened, you know, for us to listen our, our souls. And mm. we're so occupied in the external world that we don't give ourselves this special time to hear our soul and so when we don't want to listen it's the consciousness inside us it's such a wisdom that that makes things so you can stop and listen and through sickness sometimes it's the only way that human being can stop Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you get a cold sometimes you have an accident and there's no casualties things um, uh, things are the way they are and they have to be that way because we're here to learn We're here to process and sometimes only through th- sickness is a way that you can evolution right. Yes
0: y- Yvette you say that suppressing a strong emotional trauma from the past can be a call- cause of illness It's like Vanessa was saying how can we prevent this?
2: for me preventing that Firstly, and this is, this comes back to exactly the reason why I wrote this book, is to learn to listen to the body. I cannot emphasize that enough. To constantly, in every day, like what she also said, you know, to be connected, to have awareness. So the moment when something comes up, be with it, be present with it, see why it's there, because we're so busy, we're so competitive, we're so focused on survival and, and, you know, being better than someone else or trying to deflect from something from the past that we don't listen to the message that's coming forward. And through just awareness alone, through that silence, we can start to actually have just listening to the body. But now here's the problem. We need that inner peace, we need that place of silence to hear the message, to be present with the body. But we have such a negative association with inner peace, with being calm, with just being still. I mean, try sitting still well, for just for five be, minutes. And you can be calm,
0: but it doesn't mean anything. No, because but... Because you're just maybe lying to
2: yourself. You have to go to the root of the problem. No, but what I'm trying to say is that we actually have a negative association with right. calmness. So we <sighs> avoid the very thing that we need to do in order to listen to the body. Okay. Because it's in that place of calmness where everything starts to come up and that's why we have people that are so chronically busy and they're busy for a reason. They're busy because they want to avoid. But now they're silencing the body and the messages by escaping.
0: Right. Vanessa, yeah. for, for you this has been a journey. Yes. And it has been a journey. I, mean, I would say that the first person, the first case study was you for yourself. Of course. Which is always very powerful. Because you're not preaching something that you haven't done. Mm. And that transformation is always very painful. It's Mm. diagnosing it on yourself. And then working on curing it and then sharing it with others. Right? Everything that you have learned. And I love what, you know, if you go to your, your page, it says on your own words, the important thing is not to get up again, but to learn to know yourself. To know your abilities and your true potential. To trust, to believe in yourself to redirect the trajectory of your life towards value and more transcendental goals.
1: I love how you translated it, right? it's so beautiful to hear from you.
0: And so yes, tell, us, tell us your journey, which I think is a first person, it's so powerful.
1: You know, I've, I've never liked to talk about my, my drama or my tragedy story, because I think we all have that in our mm-hmm. lives. We yes. all suffer the same way, but with different experiences. Mm-hmm. And you reach ground uh, when, when you don't feel that um, you deserve to be happy, maybe to be successful when you don't have self-esteem, when you don't love yourself. And in my case, you know, I came to a point where I had everything that you're supposed to have. When uh, I, I got to a point where I had everything and I was supposed to be happy and I was mm-hmm. totally unsatisfied. So what else can I have? To make myself happy and it was not having something else you know it was just something on being myself finding this inner peace inside me and we hear it so much we but we don't know what it means you know when we we hear listen to your body love yourself accept yourself how do you transform your life yes those are beautiful words that reaches our consciousness but then we ask how and how and that the first step Mm -hmm. it's really the difficult one and like you Yvette i always tell people you know the first step is to believe and to know that yes it can come true that even though it doesn't happen what the circumstances in your life it doesn't matter how you look outside when you start thinking the correct way and when you find this alignment things start to happen Mm -hmm. and one thing that is really interesting, Eva, is that I I started to identify myself from my body and my mind, you know? You are more than your body and your life, and your mind, because you're inside this body, and you came through this body to have uh, an experience, and your body and your mind is the instrument. And if you start finding the way to talk to that instrument, and to tell your instrument how you want to look, how you want to feel, and you start exercising that instrument, you start transforming your life. As you do exercise with your body so that you can lose weight and that you can look good in the mirror, you have to exercise that same way with your mind. And that is discipline. It's uh, like constant practice. And the only way you can start doing this is when you feel terrible and when you're in the ground and when you say, I don't wanna feel this way anymore. How do I do this? Talk to yourself. The inner dialogue is the response to transformation.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that because I, you know, I, I went through my own process of reinvention, and again, you know, I was at the top of my career, and people couldn't believe that I was leaving mm-hmm. my job, my position. But I was also in pain, right. and it wasn't because of the job. It was because of me, and I needed to transform, and I need to cure it, and you need the time to do so. And, um, you know, many times it's it's a process that you have to really be prepared for it, right? So many people can tell you you have to do it, but you say, how? Or, and I want to ask you, Yvette, about this, is what do you do when you meet somebody who is asking for help Mm -hmm. but doesn't want to accept it?
2: I have to tell them you have to make a decision because every healing starts with a decision. It doesn't just spontaneously happen by itself and because it's through that decision that it's almost like the emotional body starts to open up and it accepts and it receives what it is that you're going to do with it or the practices that you want to bring into that but it has to start with the decision so my question to that person is do you really want to get better yes or no because you're sitting on the fence and you need to go either way Right.
0: what would be the advice that you could give people Mm. that is easy advice and I would ask this question to both of you Easy advice, like the five tips, you know, when you're on this journey mm-hmm. to improve yourself, because you can yeah. improve your weight and you can improve your body and you can be more fit, but it doesn't mean that you have that inner health. Right. So, Yvette, for you, what that would be?
2: For me, that would be to, again, I just love the emotional body. It's just this is really my absolute favorite part because through having that communication having that connection, having a relationship with your body, to feel comfortable with being able to just to hug yourself and go, wow, this is me, I love this, I love this vessel that has been designed to bring me from A to B, to live my life and create a journey that I want to create. The second step that I would, for example, I would love to bring in here for you as well is to have mindfulness. Because one thing that I learned in my life is that when you are in a place of pain, it changes how you see your world, right? You only see pain then, but you've noticed it when you're happy. Everything looks great, everyone looks happy, right? So the moment I catch myself thinking negatively or feeling negatively or feeling down, I actually tell myself, realign, realign. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like gently starting to rewire (laughs) your brain, right, realign, but it takes mindfulness to do that because we're biologically designed to be negative. We're designed to actually be pessimistic. So it's very easy to just divert back to that biological blueprint So now, because it's all about survival, right? If you look at instinctive responses. So that's mindfulness. And thirdly, what what she does, what I love, is diet. You have to look at what you eat because if your gut flora is all over the place, then you are going to be all over the place. We have neurotransmitters not just in the brain but in the heart and in the gut. Right? So everything that you put in there, it's communicated back to the brain back and forth because we, we create so much serotonin in the gut as well. It's not just in the brain. So, And I think that's also where her message is so beautiful, bringing the, the diet in you. You must have awareness of what you put in your body because whatever negative emotion it is that you feel, you eat that, you digest that emotion. So you can eat healthy, but then you digest that negative emotion. It goes sits in your gut. And then people wonder, why am I bloated? Well you know that's that's the reason why so step number four for me one thing that i neglected was exercise as well exercise move move stop you're you're not you walk yes you're not a tree 15 minutes yeah i always tell people you're not a tree move (laughs) you're not a tree (laughs) right so move get get movement in your body because it it needs stimulation because our lifestyles are designed to just sit like this and to sit still and also when we're so fear-based, and what happens is that we get stuck in what's called the freeze instinctive response. So we, we tend to phys- we, that, that translate into not moving around as much. And step five, I would have to say yoga. <laughs> I love yoga. I absolutely love yoga. Just stretching because you feel emotionally good afterwards because it releases the emotions that's held in the body that's being stuck in it. So that's right. my. Yeah, that's beautiful really funny. But. That's my tips.
1: Um, for me I think that first comes asking yourself if you're satisfied with yourself because when you're not satisfied with yourself it's time to change and it's time to reinvent yourself so the first question is am I satisfied with myself and then after asking yourself that question you have to accept where you are and accept yourself right now because we neglect and we um, don't want to accept what is going on inside us, and all that uh, is going on externally is Mm -hmm. a reflection of our our mind. There's a very powerful phrase that I love from Carl Jung that says, whatever you persist, resists. Whatever you accept, transforms. Whenever you accept that there's something inside you, in your mind, that it's not working, the way it should work, and you accept it, you start to transform it. And so, first is satisfaction. Second is acceptance. And third is, what is that's going to become of me? Something that um, can be an inspiration and that can give to the world what all we, we need, that is happiness and light because that's the only thing that's gonna make us happy. Ask yourself a question. Maybe you want a car, then a house, then a partner, kids, money, success. We all want more, that's the nature of men. You get to a point where you want a certain amount of money, a certain amount of success, and then comes more and more and more, but it's never gonna be enough until you go inside, until you grow spiritually, until you have the power to drive your mind um, the way you want to feel and that is peace you know when you start to address your mind and you direct your mind that's the power that we all need to achieve to have certain peace and to be able to enjoy life and to give from ourselves to others so that's for me the three steps Uh, i understand myself i I hope i could express it but satisfaction acceptance and then power Mm -hmm. and what is power Directing your own mind so that you can feel emotionally how you want to feel. And when you start doing that, you become a light to others because you enlighten the, the life of others just by your example. Because it's like love. You can see love, you can feel love, and when people are light, and you can see brightness. They walk, they talk, and you can feel that radiance. And when you can feel that radiance in people, you want to achieve exactly that. And so that's an inspiration and a way to start and to start healing yourself and others.
0: Nutrition is very important. And there are many people that they think that they're eating organic and they're eating well, Mm. but maybe they are not eating the right way for their body. So you Vanessa have done, have done a great job in really creating programs of nutrition can you share a little bit more about this uh,
1: yes but you know everything is because I had so much problems in my no, in my early ages you know I had such a distortion of myself image that I always did every single diet, I always suffered, I was always (laughs) depressed because it was never good enough, the image I saw in the mirror, so I tried every single thing and nothing worked, because again, emotionally I was not thinking correctly and ate, ate because I felt like maybe an emptiness and unconsciously you think that food is going to fill up that emptiness and so whatever you do, it's never enough in terms of food my suggestion is, what you say, listen to your body Mm. and also observe what stage you are in life because not all Mm. stages are the same and we do not need the same food as everyone else you know that's true it's not that eat Mm. vegan or just protein or keto diet or you know i have very simple four things keep out of the four poison of the four white poison foods sugar dairy um trigo, harina, este, um, wheat, oh, wheat. Yes, uh, wheat. Yes, yes. and salt. Dairy is very, uh, it can be healthy, but now it has so much uh, toxins mm. that you're not eating really the milk of the cow. No? It's yeah. really, you're eating hormones. Yes. So for me, that's, that's about it. Just stay aside of the four white poisons. Salt, sugar, wheat, <laughs> and salt. <laughs> salt, sugar, wheat, yes.
0: <laughs> I think by now we can memorize it, but it, it's everywhere, <laughs> hard, yes. it's everywhere, so it's it's really difficult and when you go to mm. a restaurant or you go to some friend's home and you say, well, no salt for me, people, there's still not that much empathy, right, we need to change a little bit of that so that when you're trying to take care of your body, you're, you're not somebody that is, is being very picky, oh, she's picky because she's not mm. eating this or that. Mm. It's just taking care of your body. And like you say, those toxins go in, inside and they do their own magic. And suddenly you feel bloated. Who hasn't felt bloated? And who hasn't felt that they can't lose weight? And they don't feel good about themselves. But, you know, going back to what both of you are doing, which is very similar, is working on that inner, inner self. Mm-hmm. And... We don't want to be in a moment where we are have a disease or we have a problem that is very urgent or it's you know it's, it's cancer yeah any type of disease that you then have no control over it yeah. right so Yvette, what has been your experience um, when implementing how people have to release really stress how people have to connect more with their inner self. Mm -hmm. Because it's easier said and done. I mean, I might say, okay, Okay. I am prepared for both of your programs. I'm going to work on my inner self. I'm going to work on nutrition. I'm going to do exercise. But there's more that it takes to get to meet those results.
2: Yes. So what I did and what I found works best for people is people are good at listening to advice But they don't always go and implement it. Implement it (laughs) themselves. That's it. So I thought, okay, well, why don't I create a structure? It's like what, what you also do with your work, you create a diet plan, you give them a structure. People are actually much more responsive when you give them a structure to follow and say, if you follow that structure, you will have success. So it's like the carrot and the stick, which works really well because the technique that I have, for example, that's now the structure. So when you get to the point where you've made the decision to heal, perfect. Here's a technique that you can do on your own. And then you can go through that and work through that and combine it with a book and, and empower people so that they're not reliant on other people to make progress. So it's all about empowerment. Barisa, what has been
0: the biggest satisfaction that you have received from your work? Uh, so
1: many things, Eva. but the, the thing that I've been so grateful and blessed is to see a smile of someone that you knew was depressed. Someone that can, say, that can tell you, you know, I made it possible. Mm-hmm. My life has been changed, transformed. I see myself as another human being, happy and more um, satisfied in every, in every way. I think that happiness comes from uh, helping others.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and when you help others, you have all this satisfaction inside you and you really start to feel blessed and grateful and happy because you're useful to this world in 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 in, um, in a dimension that today is now so needed feeling good with yourself and feeling loved and acceptance because there's so much suffering so that's what really makes me every single day keep on this work that it's sometimes so difficult, Eva, because speaking about spirituality and uh, mind is not always easy, no. And giving the message and transmitting uh, authenticity and sincerity what are, from your What are heart.
0: the biggest challenges?
1: Uh, believing, mm-hmm. believing that you're doing the correct thing, because we mm-hmm. tend to doubt a lot. And for me, that doubting has been terrible, you know, because my appearance in my life, where I come from, where I was born, who I was married to, the mother I am two, three kids, and what I have, people can say, yeah, you know, it's so easy for you to tell advice. And it's so hard to talk about the pain you have felt and, and how bad you have felt, insecurity and, and, and that doubting, you know, sometimes you start to fall apart. And I, and I, and I really have been working on my empowerment and, and, and my mind for not doubting and knowing that I am um, guided through a, a power that is bigger than everything else. That And even if I doubt and I want to go another part, it keeps on bringing me back again because I am flowing through this energy inside me that's doing the talking and the doing and, and everything yeah. else. Well, now
0: you have a purpose. Once you <laughs> find the purpose of your life, where you are meant to be here, once I realized that I could be a mentor for people, then you feel the light, the switch is on, and now you understand why you're here to do something specific to help others or even to learn through the process for you to become a better person. But, you know, it's interesting what you say, Vanessa, because there's a lot of judgment in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, for example, in my case, I doubted a lot about, you know, what am I capable of doing? And even with a successful career, uh, what am I good at? Who's gonna pay me? And I agree with you that those doubts, and then people around you, I mean, the the day after I left the company I was working with, the day after, 20 years of nonstop, somebody asked me, so what are you gonna do now? And I remember saying, well, you know, if you're asking me that question, it's because you haven't been paying attention to my career for the last of 20 years. Mm-hmm. So why do you care about the next 20, or today? Mm-hmm. I mean, you really don't care. So you want to know to know. And there are a lot of people that want to put a lot of pressures on you, or they have this idea of you, and they don't allow the person to really fulfill what's their true purpose in life. And once you find it, you shouldn't stop. But it's, a, it's, a, it's work that you have to do on a daily basis. It's not like both of you wake up every morning and they're listening to us now, saying, "Well, oh, you know, they sound like they got it together. They sound like they're perfect. Good for them. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. No. I mean, Yvette,
2: for you, it's it's a daily process. It's, of course, because life have, is a process. Life is a process. <laughs> and I always say, life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So calm down. <laughs> and when you make it, <laughs> <Yeah>. relax. Yeah. <laughs> Why <While laughs> are you running? Exactly. Where, where are you going so fast? Exactly. What's the rush? It's avoidance. <laughs> it's escape. That's what it is. It's to escape um, how we feel. But also when I say, and what she said about the doubt, when you make yourself your purpose, that is when your purpose will start to serve you. Right. That is how you, and look, when she made herself a purpose, she found a purpose. When I made myself my purpose, I found my purpose. And this self-doubt that you're talking about, it, it's a toxic toxic thing that we're constantly doing to each other because as a child and as we grow up with judgment and criticism that comes when all that we're looking for is guidance and validation and finding our truth. So our need for finding our truth is met by criticism and people's judgment and that becomes your inner world. How you were treated becomes your relationship with yourself and that is what you then grow up fighting against your entire life. To break the pattern but there's a fear of breaking the pattern because of the fear of rejection we hate rejection we don't want to be isolated yes we don't like rejection. so so what we morph ourselves now into like we born a square now we morph ourselves into a triangle to what we think people <laughs> want to see from us of course based on based on regular validation oh that was so nice oh if i do that more Infinite then validation. yeah that's it <laughs> So you have to give that validation to yourself. And I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday, and they said, "Why are you always so easygoing wherever you are?" And I said, "You know what? I am who I am wherever I am. Period. Mm, Period. That's, that's Period. Really beautiful. That is who I am. And who I am, I think, I'm a respectful person. I think I'm a happy person. Yes, I have my moments, absolutely. But I don't make it other people's problem. I know where my boundaries and limits are. So I know that I can be who I am and be safe in that space to just be me." And it's liberating, very liberating. I can breathe.
0: That's beautiful. I can breathe. (laughs) (laughs) We're inspired now. You know, going back to the word happiness, Yeah. so now when people ask you, so, oh, you're happy, but are you really happy? What is the issue with the word happiness?
2: (laughs) You first (laughs) and I'll go, please. I've
1: always said that the most elevated level of success is (laughs) happiness. (laughs) No Because if you're not happiness, well, you're success. Yeah. It's, 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 there's not a matter no, of being <laughs> successful. Um, for me, happiness has to do with feeling good with yourself. Right. That's the only happiness. When you have inner peace, you're able to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. When you don't have inner peace, it doesn't matter where you are at. you can be at a church, at a temple, you maybe meditating, and you will never find that inner peace because you're not satisfied. Mm. Everything comes from the way you think, speak, what you eat, how you act. It's Mm -hmm. something that is completely coherent, integrated, uh, on getting self-satisfaction. The most elevated level of success is happiness.
2: (laughs) I love it. Perfect. (laughs) That's a perfect definition. And so... What I would love to share here, and, and going based on what she also said, what, I, what I'd love to share is look at first, number one, what is your definition of happiness? Is your definition really truly made up of what makes you happy, of what you think will make other people happy in terms of how you behave and react? It's so like when you look at abundance, first thing you think of is money. But what about the person that has an average income but they have an abundance of love in their life? They're abundant. You see, so you see. It really depends what is your definition of happiness, because we look at movies, we look at books, we look at other people, and then we think that's what it should be. Create your own definition. And then then you're living a life that is in alignment with you, and not because you're trying to live up in alignment with someone else's definition of what it should be.
0: Right. What inspired you to get into all of this and write this book, the metaphysical anatomy, your body's talking, are you listening? What What inspired you to get into Specifically
2: about the book or with book, book, my everything. healing thing
0: I mean, your healing journey. But then, you know, the book.
2: No, I have a one-minute version. So I lived, okay. a very, <laughs> I lived a very destructive life. A very destructive... My dad was an alcoholic. He was abusive. I had a lot of trauma as well, as we all do, which mm-hmm. is something that's not unique to me. But the way that I was trying to cope with the trauma from the past was becoming destructive. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking too much, I was smoking too much, I was working 80 hours a week, I was in hospital constantly for exhaustion, and I thought, wow, something needs to give. And so I woke up one morning and I decided, this is it, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end my life, and I left a voice message on my my manager's phone just saying, I'm not going to come in, please hand her over all these tasks, blah, blah, blah. And I remember that I lit a cigarette, and I lied, and I stared at the roof, and I thought, you know what, this can go two ways. Now, remember how I said about you have to make a decision everything starts with a decision but a conscious decision mm-hmm. conscious because that's when you bring yourself into alignment with the universe It's through consciousness and so i thought there's people out there that's happy this is nonsense i want what they have so what are they doing that i'm not and so here i am googling back then 10 years ago we still had the big Dell computers and i googled how to be happy mm. and that's when my journey started because i found person development work. I was an atheist back then and I thought, I have to do this to be happy? I'm on board, I'll do it. Because I was so unresourceful in that moment that I didn't have a better answer. So who am I now to, to, to argue with this? And I thought, I'm gonna do that. So I got into it, my life changed and I wanted to show other people that it is possible. There's light at the end of the tunnel, it's possible. And so the more I started working with people, I'm an observer, I love to observe patterns. And I started observing patterns of people's bodies and their behavior and how they feel and act when mm-hmm. they have certain ailments. And I thought, but how can you have an ailment that's... And in, in someone, say, for example, in the other side of the world, but you share the exact same trauma points. I thought, wow, that is insane. So that means I can write a book and, sh- and share what the research is so that you can look deep in you to see what it is, to start unraveling the mystery and make sense of it. So you have a certain
0: pain... In my back, in a specific place yeah. of my back, yeah. right? Or specific? You found that there is a common threat. Correct. Okay, yeah. so there's that, a
2: commonality that we collectively share.
0: And what do you think about the genetics? That we bring post-traumatic uh, syndrome in
2: our in our genetics? There's now a big talk about that. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. That's actually, I'm so glad that that movement started because I started to see that people were actually born with post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's developed in, in later in life. It's not true. People are born with depression as well. So Rachel Yehuda did a wonderful research about the New York Twin Towers that collapsed and the woman there who was pregnant. That most of them gave birth to children who had suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. And I'm like, yes, it's now out there. People are now starting to recognize it because I've been arguing with people about this for a very long time. Absolutely, and I do a lot of womb work as well. So when you look, your body is made up of water, 70% water. You're in the amniotic sac in your mom's womb, right? That's water. We know how electricity can translate through water. Your thoughts fire off electromagnetic fields. So if you think negatively, whatever it is that you do, and other people think negatively, that information and that emotional stress is transferred through the electromagnetic right. fields and it penetrates right through the womb. And they also say that the placenta is the barrier between the mother and the child. It's not. The mother's trauma and stress is being stored in the protein cells of that placenta. Wow. Right? So I can go on for hours, but just to give you like a short <laughs> summary. short summary. Then. Vanessa, <laughs> mes
0: certu where does that come from what is the meaning <laughs> oh, oh yes
1: you know just um, hearing that names, the name too, uh, brings me back to my transformation process no? like you say I, I reached a moment where I didn't get any satisfaction from living and mm-hmm. it's very hard when you're young and you say why am I going to live 10, 20, 30 years like this what else can I have in my life that can bring me satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say it, but it's very difficult to live that, that painfulness, no? That nothing makes you happy or satisfied. And so I, I, I kind of started to write and write uh, the way I felt, like if it was a diary, a diary you know? I never thought I had this uh, facility to write. <laughs> And um, I I wrote my first book, that's called uh, Tu obra maestra. Very simple book, 100 pages. Um, Right now I know it's my testimony. And it's about um, an artist that did a sculpture with the most expensive and fine materials. And it was just such a beautiful sculpture. But it it had not life. There was no life in that sculpture. He was not happy with what he had built. And so he started from scratch, from zero, with a more spiritual consciousness, working from inside out, mm-hmm. knowing what was inside of, of the artist, so he could express it for other people to see that expression. And so I finished writing the book, but I, I didn't feel coherent with my life. I, I had not been able to do the transformation, so uh, Porrua published it, but I didn't want to put my name. Or my picture, and uh, so my mom called me Ness. She said she always said I was like a miracle because well, for many things you know, like mothers are. Mm-hmm. And then to is be you, and I said, well, I'm gonna put Ness to because the most difficult for me has been to find myself, mm-hmm. and so I put it with a C. And so, by my surprise, the book started to being sold a lot, <laughs> and I did the second <laughs> and third edition. And by the second, third edition, I was able to really focus and have clarity of what I wanted. And so I put my picture. And <laughs> so that was how too was born. And, uh, and then I, I kept on writing books, and now I write every single day in my social, uh, like in Instagram. And I love your space. quotes.
0: <laughs> <Thank> you. I <laughs> love your quotes. I think that, you know, there, you never know, you never know yes. who you're going to impact. Mm. Now I remember somebody was going to start writing a column in a newspaper and he asked me, so what is the definition of success? How many people have to read it mm-hmm. for the column to be successful? Wow. And my answer was, you only need one person. Mm-hmm. Because if you can make an impact in one person, then you are successful in whatever it was your purpose. Mm-hmm. So I think that if whomever reads, whomever sees the quotes, mm-hmm. you never know how your words can inspire people. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine the amount of, of, of women, men, when I you know, talk in conferences, they come up to me and say, I needed to hear this today. I can't tell you what I'm going through. Then there are other people that I think, okay, I don't know what you talked about, and you know, next. And that's mm-hmm. fine, but it's just few people, and what you're both doing is so incredible uh, because you're both part of that story, right? Absolutely. So you went through a situation with mm-hmm. your family you went through a situation with, with your myself. ecosystem, with yourself.
1: I <laughs> exist. But you know what I
0: think is so. It's so, 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 accident, right. and But you know so what I think is so things, proud? I'll tell you later. <laughs> I think what it's amazing is that you're honest about it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because many times we want to give this appearance that we're strong and everything mm-hmm. is perfect. Don't take me wrong. If it's good, it's good. If it's yeah. bad, it's bad. But there's, again, this thing with if people cry, you are depressed, not necessarily. I say that I love my tears as much as I love my smiles because mm. sometimes you need to cry of course. and it's okay. And it's not a problem, you know? And you, ca- you can laugh and you can enjoy life because we only have one. So I, I always end the podcasts with the yes, you can, right? I know it's very, it's out there. But for me, my entire story has been about doing things that you were never supposed to do.
1: You're amazing, Emma, really. (laughs) So
0: I didn't study journalism. I didn't study finance or business administration. And I didn't even finish. And then I did all these things in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm always a believer that if you want it, then you can go for it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what is that for both of you? I can start with Vanessa.
1: Yes, of course. Well, I can send this message that's been so important for me. Every bad thing, apparently bad thing, has a cause. And what you're scared of, where your insecurity is, the bad thing, the terrible circumstance, the tragedy you're living, there's the answer. So don't be afraid to live what you have to live. Don't be afraid to confront where every apparently bad thing may happen to you. There is a response of what you have to do in life. Many people that were alcoholics now treat alcoholism. I had a lot of painful issues and now I heal people. So please think that there's always a cause, and in that bad apparently cause, there is your
0: response in there. That is so beautiful. Yes. I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful because ah. it's so raw. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's so honest. Yes. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, absolutely. I am very proud of you yeah. that you're sharing this story with such an honest,
2: yeah. you know, honest and from the heart.
0: Yes. Yeah, so Yvette, how about
2: you? For me, I would say that one thing that's carried me through and that made me feel and think that, yes, I can, was mm-hmm. that there's an opposite polarity to everything in life. Mm -hmm. Where there's darkness, there's light. Where there's happiness, there's sadness. And if that means if there's a problem, there's a solution. So I always, I, I started adapting to the mindset where every time when I felt stuck, I knew that there had to be a solution. And it's through that curiosity that I remain curious. Like that curiosity that we have as children, we stop that. But that's where we have our breakthroughs. That's where people are changing the world, these movers and shakers. They never stop being curious. So never stop being curious to to find a solution for whatever challenge it is that you have because it is there, there's divine balance even though we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, so absolutely yes you can heal your
0: mind. I think that (laughs) I I I really recommend that schools would integrate healing as part (gasps) of their teaching courses right as as much as emotional intelligence. Do we need that much math? Yes and no. But I think that the one thing that we don't focus, and then we focus on it when it's a little bit too late, when we're older, and if as a young child you can learn languages very fast, because it's when your brain is mm-hmm. really receptive to it, imagine if we would teach healing yeah. and take the time to do all of this. So I'm just putting it yeah. out there, whomever is listening. And, uh, and I thank you both for your time, and, and really it's wonderful. I mean, thank your story, you. your purpose, mm-hmm what everything that you're doing Mm -hmm. and i now know who to call if i have a specific back pain or go back to the book but maybe maybe i'll take advantage that i know you now (laughs) and and vanessa of course you know i'm bloated what do i need Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a lifestyle so thank you for sharing your story no
1: thank you you, Eva. you're such a blessing i'm really so grateful for this time thank Thank you. you thank you for the platform